0: Beautiful Project is a movement that has really taken off worldwide and we are dedicated to cultivating self-confidence among girls and women by focusing on issues that deal with how we can feel comfortable in ourselves and express ourselves with a strong and clear voice.
1: How do you feel comfortable and secure and beautiful and all of these things? What were you blessed with? (laughs) that you you, know honestly that you have that so many other girls don't because I'm looking at your picture at the back of the book you glow and there's an ease about you that really is uh, you know enviable how did you cultivate that I
0: think that part of it is having the luck of having incredible role models in my mom and in my grandmothers and in some incredible teachers who inspired me along the way I'm also really inspired by my students. I've had some amazing students throughout the years who have modeled for me self-confidence and what it means to feel comfortable in yourself and express yourself clearly. But I also understand the difference in the feeling, in how I feel when I'm nervous and self-conscious and how I feel when I'm comfortable and confident. And I like the second one better. And so I try to cultivate that in myself and share that with other people.
1: So I'm on the phone with my niece the other day. She's 23. She lives in uh, Harlem, East Harlem. And she's walking down the street while she's talking to me on the phone. And she turned to someone and said, stop talking to me. And I said, Haley Jane, who are you talking to? She says, oh, just some man was telling me I'm beautiful. Responding to cat calls is what I find on page 10 of Naomi Katz's book, Beautiful, Being an Empowered Young Woman. A lot of young women talk about walking through the city and getting cat calls. How do you respond to that?
0: Well, that's how my work in this field actually started, because I was teaching in New York City on the Upper West Side, and I was probably 22 or 23 at the time, and getting called out on the street all the time on the way to work, on the way home from work, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I started to talk to my students about it, who at that time were middle school girls, 12, 13, 14 years old, they were experiencing the same thing. And I was shocked because for me, as an adult or a young adult woman, I felt like, okay, I can learn to navigate this, even though it was really uncomfortable. For them, it was really complicated. And, you know, we need to change our culture. We are changing our culture. We live in a culture where a woman's body is hyper-sexualized, super-objectified, and we accept that as the norm. And so, of course, that's the way we're being treated, and we need to change that. We need to change the way that we portray ourselves on our social media profiles. We need to change the way that women are being portrayed in the media in general and represent a different kind of role model that educates girls to value themselves for more than just their bodies and their appearances, and that educates boys and men to understand that women are much more than just their external appearance.
1: Okay, I am getting an education today from Naomi Katz, beautifulproject.net, and the book Beautiful, Being an Empowered Young Woman. So are there, let's say for argument's sake, two camps, the young women who are on Facebook making duck lips and showing their cleavage at, you know, 14, who are part of this um, being objectified world or, and then there's young girls who aren't doing that, you know, because some girls want the cat calls or I shouldn't say want some girls don't mind them or live for them or even encourage them. And then there's another camp that says, Hey, that's not my world. I, I wish I could say
0: that, that there was a camp of girls who's like, no, that's not for me. But, but it's not really the case, because even the girls who aren't getting called out, I've heard from so many students that they wish that they were just to receive the compliment, even though it makes them feel disgusting.
1: Oh and so my. Even, the
0: girls, even the girls who are protesting, you know, in their own way against this kind of sexualization, they're still a part of it. And so many of my students have spoken about, yeah, you know, I don't like that, but I feel like that's how I have to be. Or even the ones who are kind of speaking out against it, they're, they're responding to this culture. And so, no, there aren't two camps. We're all in the same boat. And it's true of adult women, too. The way that we portray ourselves is deeply affected by the culture in which we live. And even if we don't want to sexualize ourselves, even if we don't want to objectify ourselves, it's part of our world. And so... There aren't really two camps because all the girls are in the same boat. For teenagers today, social media is such a pervasive part of their lives that they have no break from the social dynamics that complicate their lives in high school and in middle school. It's not like it was when I was young and I would go home and be with my family and it was time to relax and not be a part of those dynamics. The way social media is affecting kids today is that they just are constantly in these dynamics until they fall asleep with their phone glued to their face. Right. And so the question of objectification and sexualization doesn't stop with advertisements or doesn't stop with the way a girl might choose to dress for a party or for school even. It's happening all the time.
1: We are talking about beautifulproject.net, beautiful being an empowered young woman. So how do we change the world? How do we change the culture? How do we stop a group of men standing around like, you know, a con Edison pit? when they're working on the wires underground, how do we stop them from from calling out someone on the street? I think we have to
0: remember that we're all in it together. It's not the men against the women or the women against the men. The way that we portray ourselves, the way that we speak about ourselves is education. And so we need to pay attention to the language that we use. If I look in the mirror in the morning and I'm not satisfied with what I see, which happens to all of us, there's a huge difference between saying, oh my God, I'm so fat and you know, I think i need to work out more i'd like to eat healthier i'd like to be in better shape the language has immense power and so the way that i speak about myself affects the way that i feel affects the environment and the circle of people around me and my family and my group of friends and my school amongst my colleagues and that teaches all of us how we can see ourselves and speak about ourselves in a more empowering, encouraging, strengthening, confidence-cultivating way. I wrote the book in response to a request from the father of one of my students, the young woman who's on the cover, because his daughters were teenagers at the time, and he said he felt like they weren't listening to him. And he thought that we could put something out that would be a tool for girls. And it's intended for adolescent girls, I would say, as young as 11 or 12, and all the way through girls who are in their early 20s. But the book is really relevant also for their parents and for their educators and for their therapists and for the boys who want to understand them and the male adults who want to understand them too.
1: Who is the young girl on the cover?
0: Her name is Kara Price. She was my student probably about 15 years ago, and her dad had the vision for this book.
1: Wow. What a cool thing. Very, very cool. All right, beautiful project person Naomi Katz, what's next on your beautiful project agenda?
0: Uh, Many things are in the works. I'm running a series of retreats for girls about sexuality. The next one is in California, July 9th and 10th in Berkeley, Real Talk About Sex. I am working with a few different institutions to develop curriculum that really addresses the questions of confidence for girls, particularly around issues of objectification and sexualization. I'm doing a series of virtual circles for adult women in their 20s about emerging into womanhood and understanding myself and my body. And working on another book. Right now my focus is with young adults, women in their 20s, because they really have expressed to me that they need support.
1: All right. I'm going to make sure my niece gets a copy of this. What should she have done when we had that experience that I shared with you earlier about her walking by and being on the phone with me when she got catcalled? What could she have done in that moment?
0: You know, it's really complicated because I don't want any young women to put themselves in danger. And sometimes the way that we respond to people who are behaving inappropriately can endanger us. And so she needs to feel it out. She needs to see if responding would be the right thing to do or if she would be endangering herself. And she just needs to keep her head held up high and walk on forward.